Here are five things that drive up your value and improve your price. And today I'm going to share the five things that increase your value to your audience and thereby increase the price of your product. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you working hard but barely seeing any growth? And if you do see growth, is it taking way longer than you would like? If you feel like no matter how hard you work, you always hit a ceiling when you're trying to scale, business is good is going to help you break through fast. I'm your host, Chris Cooper. I've been able to grow a 200-word daily blog into a $20 million worldwide business. I've actually done it, and I'm sharing my personal stories and details of how you can too. The key was to use simple models to grow fast and then teaching those models to others to help them scale too. On this show, I'm going to share those exact models with you. So let's dive in. First, these five things are niche, trust, delivery, audit, and attention. And I'm going to walk through each one individually with a story to help it stick. But the first thing I need you to know is this quote from Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver. And Bob said, your price is an echo of your value. The number one reason that most people can't charge more for their coaching service is that they're not getting people results. They're not actually demonstrating value to people. They're great at signing people up. They're great at promising results. But in the end, if you're not getting your clients results, you're not providing value and you cannot raise your price. So here we go. First, I want to talk about niche. The narrower your niche, the higher your price because the greater your specialization. The first book that I ever published was called Two Brain Business and it sold 32,000 copies. It was all about me owning a gym and screwing it up. People love that book. They still bring it to summits 10 years later to ask me to sign it. My fourth book sold less than half as many copies. I don't think it's even hit 20,000 yet years later. And the reason was that that book was talking about entrepreneurship, but it wasn't specifically talking about the gym business. By all accounts, it's a better written book. It's certainly a better edited book. It's a better produced book. It was, you know, top in six different categories on Amazon because of, you know, what, how I positioned it. But the reality is that it wasn't as sticky with my audience and it didn't sell as many copies because it wasn't niche specific. The narrower your niche, the higher your value to those people in it. So I'll give you an example here. Let's say that you're a dentist and you have uh, five kids at home and you're looking for ways to improve your practice, but also spend less time working. The best mentor for you might be the person who has a successful dental practice and they have five locations. They can probably help you, sure, but you only have one location. And so you keep looking more and you find another mentor for dentists who is successful with only one location and they work really hard and they pull a 60 hour week and, but they can probably help you. And then you find a third mentor for dentists who has one location they're doing really well. Maybe they're making $200,000 a year, but they only work 10 hours a week. Which of those three is going to help you most? It's the one who is most specifically matched to your needs. Now, in the old days, you couldn't really niche down because there weren't enough people in your specific niche in your hometown to create a big enough audience to support your coaching business. But now with the advent of the internet, there are enough people in every single niche that you can build a big audience. So if you are coaching baseball players, 
Good. That's a niche. If you're coaching baseball players on their hitting, that's a better niche. If you're coaching uh, left-handed hitters who play baseball, that's an even better niche. If uh, you're coaching left-handed hitters in baseball who are also pitchers, that's an even tighter niche. The smaller your niche, the greater your value because you have specific experience that can apply to them. So this, the tightness of your niche is the first thing that drives up your value and increases your price. The second thing is trust. The more your audience trusts you, the more they will act on your advice and follow your guidance. Now, I'm going to give you a key tip here. Trust is measured by what we call audience affinity. This is not loyalty. It's just how much people like your brand and are likely to purchase from you, okay? So liking your brand is one thing. They can be a fan of Zappos, but if they never buy shoes from Zappos, that's not great affinity. We need this combination of trust and purchase from you. They trust you enough to cross that line. I'm going to give you a tip. Building trust takes a lot of time. You have to produce a lot of content. You have to be a media company to build trust with strangers. But in troubled times, you can build trust a lot faster because people are actively seeking help. When things are going great, the economy is booming, everybody in your niche is winning, they're not looking for help. But when things go sideways and people are in trouble and they start being open to help, that's where you build trust really, really fast. For example, if you are helping mortgage brokers sign more mortgage deals and the recession is causing a massive housing crisis and nobody's selling more, that is your actually your biggest opportunity to build trust. Because if you can help people grow when they're in trouble, they will always come back to you when things are better. We learned this uh, during COVID lockdowns. We had worldwide gym closures for two years. As a gym mentorship company, this should have been troublesome. Instead, it was a massive opportunity for us to help our audience more. We built tremendous trust. And as soon as they emerged from lockdown, they just flooded our gates. We were turning people away for months. So the second thing that builds your value and increases your price is trust. The third is your ability to actually solve problems, okay? Your delivery. It's very uh, hard for you to audit the results that your clients are getting because you are like, your product is your child and you're telling people the things that you want to tell them, the things that maybe helped you, right? And maybe the things that you've created, your unique ideas, you want them to teach that. But if you find out that, wow, people are really not getting results from this, you need to be able to get over your ego to do as Hemingway said and murder your darlings and just do the things that help them. So if, for example, you, you hate TikTok, but everybody in your niche is growing their company using TikTok, then you have to be open to teaching people how to use TikTok better. And that means constantly auditing your, your commitment and your culture and your curriculum to deliver the thing that's going to help your audience most, even if you don't like that thing. You have to be committed to solving your audience's problems more than stoking your own ego more than always being right, more than being the guy with the one idea that lasts forever. You have to be willing to learn new things and adopt the things that will actually help your audience. Even if it's something that you said five years ago, you should never do. And now you find, oh, it actually is working. You need to be able to upgrade your message and get over your ego to solve your client's problems. You have to get them results. That's the third thing. So the narrower your niche, the greater your value. 
the higher the trust, the greater your value and the greater your delivery, the better your results, the higher your value. Okay. Next is audit. You always have to be improving. It's very easy when you're running a coaching business, whether you're an accountant or you're, you're coaching dentists or uh, you're delivering fitness to your clients, it's very easy to find a method that you really love and just want to deliver that forever. So you see this all the time in fitness with CrossFit. You see this all the time in accountants with Profit First. They fall in love with the simplicity of the model. They think it's perfect. It's elegant. It's a virtuous cycle. I'm just going to teach that. But what happens when your clients need something else? They need a slight variation on the theme or they need a different solution. Are you willing to constantly upgrade your method to help your clients more? And that means, are you willing to ask yourself objectively, is this working? Now, earlier I said that you, you have to always be delivering results, but that also means that you have to constantly be auditing. So building an audit process increases your value because it allows you to serve your clients better and better over time and also get them better results. So for example, let's say that uh, two years ago, I could get people to $100,000 a year in profit in their gym, but it would take them three years. That's great, right? I am solving their problem. I have good delivery. But if I'm constantly auditing my process and cutting out the stuff that takes too long, then I can get them to $100,000 in profit faster. And that is why you're always trying to improve. You're always trying to improve your outcome and the speed at which your client reaches that outcome. So the fourth thing that increases your value is constant audit. How can I get people there faster? How can I get them there with less stress, with less work, with less time spent? How can I get them there with less investment? How can I get them there with fewer pieces of software? How can I get them there with fewer staff to manage, et cetera, okay? So the four out of five so far are a smaller niche, bigger trust, better outcomes, and less pain to get to that outcome, the audit. Finally, the last thing, the fifth thing that builds value and drives up your price is your attention. So if you give people one-on-one -on -one attention, that increases value dramatically. You know, I, I used to sell courses and early on in my career as a business coach, I had like 30 clients. I was swamped. I literally couldn't take anymore. I was doing six or seven calls a day. I was exhausted. It was awesome, but I was burned out. And so I said, what if I built a course that just replaced the coaching. And I just sold this course for 1500 bucks or whatever. And immediately 30 people bought the course. And I said, this is amazing. Like it felt like I had won the lottery. My share of that revenue is about $15,000. I made that money in a weekend. And I thought, this is, this is it. Like, this is incredible. And after about three weeks, I started calling clients and saying, Hey, how are you doing? You know, like what results have you seen so far? I wanted testimonials. I wanted to hear their wins so that I could share them and sell more courses. But what I found was, oh yeah, I did log into the course, but I haven't really done anything yet. Or yeah, I'm going to get to it this weekend. Or yeah, I got through the whole course and uh, I don't know, I, I maybe I got to go through it again. People weren't getting results. And so the value of the course went down. And the next time we tried to sell it, we had half as many buyers. And I said, scrap it. Like, yeah, this is easy money, but people aren't getting results. We're not increasing value, right? The only way we're going to sell more courses is to drop the price. And so 
then I realized like the number one thing that was helping my clients the most was one-on-one attention from a mentor. That was tough because it's very hard to scale one-on-one mentorship, right? And that's why you don't see in the business coaching space, you don't see a lot of companies doing one-on-one. You see them doing like group coaching, which has pros and cons. And I'll talk about that on a different episode. Um, But scaling one-on-one is very hard. It's also the most valuable thing that you can do. You can get people better results. And so the five things that increase your value and drive up your trust or drive up your price are niche, trust, delivery, you have to get results, audit, you have to find ways to get results faster with less pain, and one-on-one attention, the focused attention of an expert. If you start off by saying, here is the goal that I want for my clients. It's 30 pounds of weight lost. It's uh, 30% less taxes. It's cleaner, whiter teeth. And you work backward from that to say, um, how can I get people these results the best? That will ultimately lead to increased value and increased price will follow. And if you keep asking that question, if you keep auditing and saying, how can I get people better results? How can I get people this result faster? How can I get it for them with less pain or stress or fewer visits? And how can I give them better one-on-one focused attention? That will ultimately drive up your value to the client and lead to price. The key thing here that you have to remember is that people are not buying you. They're buying an outcome. And a great analogy from the book, Good to Great, was um, buying drill bits. So when somebody goes into a store and um, they want to hang a picture on their wall, they go to the drill aisle. Right. And they they start looking at drills and they start looking at drill bits. And the person that's selling drills, they want to talk to them about like the speed of the drill and the power of the drill and whether they should use a battery power or whether it should plug in. And like, here's the different types of drill bits. There's 50 different types. Do you need a titanium bit or do you need a brass coated bit? When really the person is not buying a drill, they're buying a hole in their wall so that they can hang the picture. If you constantly keep your eye on what your clients are actually trying to achieve instead of the tools um, that you're trying to sell them, what will happen is that you'll sell them the right tools and you'll sell them all the things that they need to get that hole in your wall and it will increase value and ultimately drive up your price. So stay focused on solving the actual problem. Constantly try to figure out who can I solve problems for? What problem can I solve? How can I solve it faster? How can I help them trust me and how can I give them greater value? And that will drive up your price. So hope that helps. If you're delivering on those five things really well, your price should naturally be going up because your value to your audience is increasing as well. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I had a great time recording this episode for you and I hope that you took away a model that you can use today. Hopefully you got a lot of valuable takeaways that will inspire you to take action and see new results in your business. Don't forget to take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review the show. That's the best way to show your support and help us get the word out. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at businessisgood.com.